Hi guys, back again. You just can't keep away like Harry Redknapp from Nico Cranshaw. Well, I'm glad you've dragged yourself back to this audio funfair, back of the net. So lube up your ears and take your socks off. It's party time, baby. Today's guest is a man who rubs shoulders with the stars. Sorry, rubs his shoulders on the waist of the stars. He's only five foot six, bless him. So can't quite make the shoulders. He's a legend of the football shirt podcast scene, providing us all with the wonderful football kit memories. He's got the voice of a unicorn and the mind of a Highland Terrier. He wears kilts to breakfast and has Gemmel 15 tattooed on his back. It's Craig from Football Kit Memories. It's a privilege. How are you today? Mate, I'm well, but I'd like to create you. I'm actually five foot seven, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's all in the extra inches. We all know that. We all exactly. know that. Counts, counts for a lot. How do you know that? I How do you know I'm a short ass? Oh, no. Well, we, we said before when we were talking with um with Greg and we're both six foot, you know, two plus. Ah, uh, right. Okay. And then, okay. Yeah. So I just thought, Even I'd bring, to bring that you. up. Because you can't, yeah, you can't tell on Instagram. You can't tell. No, everyone's, everyone's the same height in a small box. So. Yeah. But now everyone knows, don't they? So now everyone knows. It's an illusion, mate. You've fucking pulled back the curtain and upset everything <laughs> i'm really sorry next time you have a guest on they'll just be bringing it up well, yeah, exactly. do you remember your first shirt yeah i do but quickly what's it like not being able to get on rides no I'm joking. <laughs> of course of course you can of course you can the teacups but anyway enough of that i promise that's the last height bashing of the of the pod um just tell us a bit a bit a bit about yourself your childhood hero and the last shirt you bought Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm Craig. I run the Football Kit Memories podcast. Um, it's available on all good audio channels and some of those rubbish ones that nobody uses, but you upload there as well for, for no reason. Um, what was the other question, mate? What's my childhood hero? Yep. I, I guess like you're looking at Henrik Larsson, but also like whether you still count it as childhood, but I think my favourite ever footballer is still James McFadden. I think he just, he did wow. things for me as a as a teenage man that made me very, very happy, uh, probably in my early 20s as well. Uh, the last shirt I got, good question. I picked up one of those Venezia shirts, some classic football shirts. Um, oh, so, yeah, they made a big storm, didn't they? On, on the yeah. old Instagram, social media. I've wanted one for a little while and... Um, yeah, like I go to Italy a lot because my uh, my ex partner was Italian, still is Italian. Uh, <laughs> so used to go, we used to go to Italy quite a lot, so I used to pick up quite a lot of shirts over there. But uh, we hadn't got to Venice yet, so I've been on the lookout for one of them on the cheap for a little while. And then classic football shirts did the business, mate. What was it like twenty five yeah. quid or something? Thanks very much. So you know the setup. What's going to happen? It is loads of quick fire questions. Some of them extremely stupid. And then three rounds of questions followed by a mystery question asker. And then we'll do some points totting up at the end. So I think it's 11 and two sixes. So it's, you know, 11 to beat. How do you think you'll do? Do you reckon you'll do all right? I think you'll do really good. I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I'll I'll, I'll go with your confidence, mate. I'll go with your confidence. It's about the taking part though, right? It's not about the winning. Yeah, that's what losers usually tend to say. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we're getting into the quickfire questions. Here we go. Get on that quickfire question. Go on, get them answered. And this is it. We're going to start with the quickfire questions. You go to the gym in football shirts, which I find quite questionable. But what I want to know is, have you ever made love in a football shirt? (laughs) Um, I mean, how many people do you need to make love? What's your definition? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say I'd, 
well i suppose i suppose at least two i mean you can make love to yourself if you want but at least yeah i mean yeah well <laughs> i think the answer is no then. <laughs> but i like that you made me think about that i like well, that yeah i've not thought about before this is what we do on this podcast we ask the questions that really get you thinking yeah the deep questions so none um Okay, next question. What footballer would you least like to play at Scrabble? At Scrabble? Um... <laughs> uh, at Scrabble, I would least like to play... Um... Jesse Lingard. Okay. Okay. Uh, because he'd only ever want to use the, the JNEL, wouldn't it? It'd be really oh. frustrating. So yeah, he'd just go... He just he's keeps no throwing good. up the JLs. Yeah, like, he's no good at the other letters. He's all it's about constants. Doesn't understand vowels, <laughs> so uh, I, I'd have to I'd have to try and school him. But it's not something I'd I'd like to do, to be honest. Not a big fan. A goalkeeper in short sleeves or long sleeves? Ooh, um, do you know what? Weirdly, I was a goalkeeper when I was a kid for a couple oh, of get seasons. It couple of seasons when I was uh, with the Cubs so I was like a obviously a quite short goalkeeper um, mm-hmm. but I was quite acrobatic I was good at saving penalties but do you remember landing on my green Arsenal Adidas JVC David Seaman goalkeeping jersey which had pads on the elbows yeah um, and I think that is essential for protecting yourself from injury especially the kids so yeah. emulating Gigi Buffon is is not good for your health I don't think no, and I, I do agree. I think that health and safety really do need to get on to, to, to the kids' game. You know, mm. there's kids out here grazing elbows and we, exactly. do, we don't need that in society. Loads of kids running around unable to, to write anything. It's, exactly. It's a real, it's a tough one. It's They're not allowed one. to head it anymore. So there is some progress, mate, but, yeah. you know, yeah. protect the elbows, I say. Protect the elbows and protect the elderly for they yeah. are your key to the past. Exactly. <laughs> New shirts or old shirts? Uh, it's new shirts for me, mate. I don't, I don't get involved in buying vintage stuff. Um, it's all brand new with tags for me. Okay. Luke Young or Will Young? Uh, Luke Young, hundred <laughs> percent. Marlon Brando or Marlon Harewood? Uh, Brando, I think Brando has to be, has yeah, to be Brando. the legend, the Godfather. Yeah, on the waterfront. Excellent film. Oh, okay, I just thought you were picturing him, you know, trousers rolled up, dipping his toes. No. I, didn't, I didn't know On the Waterfront was a film. I do apologise. I'm uncultured. I'm uncultured. Best film. It's better than The Godfather, that one. Is it? Oh, mate, it's from the 50s. It's uh, proper method acting. It's good shit, mate. I'll get on it. See, you know I'm phrase, learning so much. You know the phrase, I could have been a contender. Oh, that's from that. It's from that film, mate. Yeah, get involved. I right, think he well, won Oscar for it. He might have won Best Actor Oscar for that. There's so much that I'm learning. This is great. This is great. <laughs> you cut all this out. <laughs> no, it stays. <laughs> what position do you think Alan Partridge would likely play? Uh, in On the football pitch? On the football pitch. Um, he would be a defender. <laughs> <laughs> I did say left back, to be fair. <laughs> Humour is an animal and also a sports brand. Pick another animal for your imaginary sports brand. Oh, um, <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to have this shitty pair of uh, plastic football boots by a brand called Panther. 
So I, I would I would choose Panther because I've got past experience with them. I believe they had three stripes on them as well. So oh. a complete mismatch. Yeah. Um, and I and I was rightly bullied for it, mate. So yeah, well, um, if you deserve it, you deserve it. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's uh it's character defining stuff that, isn't it? Stuff you it remember is. forever. And it's character growth. I, I say bring it back. That's what yeah, I say. bring it back. Again, they're not allowed to head the ball. They're not allowed to bully each other anymore. No. It's all wrong, mate. The game's gone, hasn't it? Exactly. The game has gone. You've got stuck in a lift with Franz Beckenbauer, but you really need to pass wind. You also remember you've had a lot of garlic and onions. How do you play this one out? Oh, um, good question. Um, Is it? I yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I'm doing here, Nathan, is buying time so I can yes. think of something interesting. Sorry. It's a technique that podcasters use. Um, oh, okay. So, uh, I, so I've been told, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think I would have to hold it, be the gentleman, because he was a gentlemanly defender. I don't believe he was a, he was a brute like some of his, um, his peers in that yep. period. I believe he was a bit of a gentleman. I would hold on to it, but press the next floor up. Do you know what I mean? Just so I could run out and say, oh, I forgot my coat or something and get out, step into the hallway, let it go and then get in the and next then, lift. And then come back in with no coat yeah. and then go, oh, blast, forgot it yeah. again, but leave it, leave You're it. You're still it here, Franz. What's going on? <laughs> Did you not want to get off? No, never mind. <laughs> this might be the most educational podcast I've ever done. <laughs> and you know what? It's only going to get more educational as we move on to what idiot said this. Oh. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, mate. Oh no. Oh, it's not, is it? Well, I think it is. I think it might be round one. Right, here we are, ready with what idiots said this, and I do have to explain it, and I explain it all the time. They're not actually idiots, they've just said idiotic things, and I worry that the players that I've mentioned will listen to this, but highly doubt it. But you never know, the one day I don't say it is the one day I get sued. So <laughs> here we go, we're going to start off with this one. What idiot said this? Footballers these days often have to use their feet. Was that Alan Shearer, Michael Owen or Ian Wright? Um, I don't think Ian Wright would say that because I don't think he, he never really kind of speaks literally like that, does he? he? Kind of like he's more emotional, I think. He makes emotional observations. Yeah, he's a romantic. He football. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's got Owen written all over, isn't it? Because Shearer's got better, I think, as the years have passed. It, it was a tough start, wasn't it? But he's... Mm. He's earned his apprenticeship, or he's earned it. We've paid it. It's his license fee that we've paid for him. But um, yeah, I'm going with Owen for that one, mate. Okay, the next one. It's real end-to-end stuff here. It's just unfortunate it's all at Forest's end. Was that Chris Sutton, Matt Letizier, or Chris Kamara? Uh, I am going with Matt Letizier. I would say that I must bring up Letizier every single podcast, right? Because I'm fascinated by how somebody was so loved and then just in a few tweets, just undid it all. Yes, you can chip Peter Schmeichel from 30 yards, but you have been tweeting some incredibly interesting theories. And he always does the thing is, I don't agree with it. I'm just asking questions. Oh, just ask, yeah, I'm just, I'm just spreading the word. It's interesting. The thing about goal scorers is they score so many goals. Was that by Tony Cotty, Dion Dublin or Teddy Sheringham? I don't think if I've seen Tony Cotty do any punditry work. I don't I don't know that I have. I know that Teddy Sheringham is very dull, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's very dull. Um I who's the third one you said? Tony Cotty, Dion Dublin, Teddy Sheringham. 
I'm going for uh, Dion Dublin, mate. Homes under the hammers, Dion Dublin. Stairs leading up to the bedroom. Yeah, exactly. This one isn't so idiotic, but it's just the way that it's worded makes it sound very, very funny. Okay. Jordan Henderson is a player who likes to do his business in the middle of the park. Is that by Ian Rush, Jason McIntyre or Jamie Redknapp? Um, I am go- Again, equally, I don't think I've ever seen Ian Rush do any punditry. I'm going for Jamie Redknapp. And, and where then- does Gary Lineker like to do his business on the pitch? Well, I think that he usually likes to do his, his business usually on a 4G pitch in a World Cup qualifier. Okay. I think usually okay. is, is where he decides to do it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and then finally, this one, oh, bless him. He's tried, but hasn't quite got it right. It was a damp squid for Liverpool. <laughs> was that by Danny Murphy, Andy Townsend or Paul Merson? That, I mean, that has got Townsend written all over it. He's king of the gaffs, wasn't he? Back oh, my gosh. ITV, you turn on and it'd be like, was it Adrian Childs and Andy Townsend? And yeah. you just think to yourself, God, it's bad enough having to watch England for 90 minutes, let alone hear them pair harp on about nonsense. I, I do miss their Champions League coverage, though. There was something about it being quite nice having it on ITV for years and years as well. Um, yeah. Again, that's a nostalgia thing, isn't it? You know, things were better when I was a kid and all that kind of shit. It's, you know, BT Sport's great. There's a, there's a lot to think about on this podcast, isn't there? If people it are is. still listening, of course. There is a lot to think about. Yeah, if you are still here, listener, thank you. Um, but just remember to keep listening. Um, so, yeah, it was It'll a damp... Good. It will get good. <laughs> it will. I promise. Second half, we've got the win. So, um, it was a damp squid for Liverpool. Danny Murphy, Andy Townsend, Paul Merson, you going Townsend. So, yeah, the first one on what idiot said this. Footballers these days often have to use their feet. Alan Shearer, Michael Owen, Ian Wright, you said... Uh, Michael Owen, I believe. Correct. Ooh. It's real end-to-end stuff here. It's just, unfortunately, it's all at Forest End. You said Matt Letizier. It was actually Chris Kamara. Classic Cammy. Really? Cammy. Unbelievable I got that wrong. Terrible. The thing about goal scorers is that they score goals. That was Tony Cotty. Oh. So I thought, throw a curveball in there. Tony Cotty, yeah. Leicester legend. Scored a man the... that knows about scoring goals as well. He so. does, yeah. Jordan Henderson is a player who likes to do his business in the middle of the park. That was Jason McAteer. Oh, McAteer. He does a lot on Irish TV, doesn't he, I think? Jason McAteer. I, I don't know. Irish coverage on RTE, mate, yeah. Oh, there you go. So there I'm you go, learning mate. so much. Broaden your horizons, Nathan. You I know? do. You're I do like... need to. <laughs> I just have five channels on a small freeview box. So I do apologise. I can't. Do you know what I mean? I've only just learned how to tune it into the colour TV. So yeah, um, <laughs> it was a damp squid for Liverpool. That was Paul Merson. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it was. It was. And that brings us to the end of that round. I think you got one right. Oh. Do you know what, though? It's a long quiz. There's lots to go. Okay. Somebody, that one listener who, when I just said this is a long quiz, has just gone, oh, really? <laughs> really? That's not it? No, there's more. And bringing us on to the next part is more quickfire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready, mate. Let's go. Let's go. Get on that quickfire question. Go on, get them answered. What aftershave do you think Robbie Savage uses? Uh, Sauvage. <laughs> as if you've seen him shopping in Selfridges. And he's gone... Has he done Dior, the advert? Dior. No, Dior is Sauvage. It's almost his name, isn't it? 
Oh, very good. See, I'm not that intelligent, Craig. I'll have to be honest with you. I just thought that was you going, yep, yeah, that's that's what he would use because he's a he's a classy man, or likes to think he is. So yeah. Johnny Depp does the adverts, or at least he did do them before. He did, he yeah. He he buries all of his jewelry for no reason. Um, yeah, yeah. Cardiff or Swansea? Uh do you know what? For the for the sole reason that I saw Scotland get beat 3-0 in Cardiff in a friendly in the rain in November and it was shit. <laughs> uh, I would I would go for Swansea. I've never been, but you know, I I hate that time in Cardiff. That was not a fun November night, let me tell you. That is what is the best thing about football fans is that you can actively dislike a whole place based on one singular <laughs> moment, isn't it? It's like I think- I think I got the train from London in the morning, met some Scotland fans I knew, and then got the train back that same night. So like, it wasn't oh. even like, yeah, it was it was no fun, mate. It was absolutely no fun. And yeah. I think Ramsey did three assists. Oh. I'm sure. Yeah, I have to look it oh. up, but it, it wasn't much fun, pal. Top right or bottom left? <laughs> Always go for the bottom, mate. You're with a mate, and he pulls you to one side and says, oh my God, that's him from Blue. Anthony Costa, you realise your friend is actually looking at Diego Costa. An easy mistake to make. Do you let him go over and embarrass himself or tell him of his terrible mistake? Uh, Do you know what would be really funny here? I could actually think of a blues song to make a pun with, but I can't think of any blues songs, unfortunately. And, you know, it's it's commendable that I can't, to be honest. No, it is good. It is good. uh, I mean, the only one I can think of is a joke is what would the judge say to Blue if they were serving jury duty and they needed the verdict. All rise. All rise. There, there you go. go. Take that's that one to the good. bank. Excellent news, mate. That, that is Thank good. You. That is good. Thank you. Thank you very much. What would you do? Would you tell them that's Diego Costa? Or would you let them let them go on? Uh, I would I would let them know quietly in a discreet way where nobody else heard. Mm. That's actually Diego Costa. He's a footballer, not Anthony Costa from Blue. Yes. Andy Cole or turn the heating on. Andy's cold. (laughs) Turn the heating on, mate. Turn the heating on. Nice and cosy. Which of these products would you buy? Jesse Carlingard, Jermaine Tennant's or a nice glass of mead? Oh. Uh, I would go for the tenants, mate. I'm a big fan of tenants. I like. Oh, yeah, it. oh, of course, yeah. You're Scottish through and through, aren't you? Good gift. Funnily enough, on my podcast next Friday, I cover a question about tenants. So there really? You go. Tune in. There you go. Oh, look so, at that! This is amazing. That's seamless. unbelievable. Seamless. And do you know what? That is my, that is really good because my next question is: What footballer would you love to have on the podcast that you do? A current footballer. Hmm. Uh. Do you know what? I think there is a danger of elevating footballers to like a really high level because they're footballers. And yeah. if you're going to pick someone, you'd want someone that is actually quite fun and engaging. Yeah. I think not just because I play football, because, you know, the answers you get out of footballers a lot of the time are very, very boring. So, mm. yeah, media friendly. Question, see, what I've done there is use a different technique to stall. Um, my answer <laughs> to your question is Marcus Rashford's. Um, yes. because I mean what footballer hasn't done more for people and used his platform for more so yeah 
Um, I would pick him, and that's a serious answer, mate. But that's some, that's some real talk. The guy's amazing. Yeah, I think I, I completely echo that. Yeah, in terms of somebody who has done wonderful things over the last year, and I, I strongly believe will continue to do so. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. Marcus Rashford, a national treasure. Secondly, Jamie Vardy. <laughs> for the complete opposite reason not the opposite reason I mean Jamie Vardy isn't starving children but I would say the opposite in terms of he probably would have a few humorous anecdotes for his time yeah. at Fleetwood and Ibiza Town yeah exactly exactly Fergie or Mourinho uh, Fergalicious for me mate I think <laughs> Delicious. the final question of this quick fire would you watch back footage of yourself in the act of lovemaking if it was to, the commentary was done by Peter Drury, <laughs> I mean, can you can you commentate on sixty seconds? It'd be quite difficult, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> One pun and he's done. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, I think. Yeah, I'm vain. You, vain. you would. Yeah, I'm vain. Of course, you would. I think that's a lovely way to go into our second round on. <laughs> The questions and this is the guest the sponsor and i've thrown a few in here that i think you will know because a couple of them have appeared on your instagram feed because i've been doing that now i've been going back to see if people are just posting stuff to the sake of staying relevant or they actually care about their stuff that they post so we'll soon see we'll soon see here we go into guess the sponsor round Ooh, that's it just relax it's round two now get your favorite show any show Slip it on, feel the material, really enjoy yourself with the show. Oh, just move your hand away from there if you could. It's not that kind of podcast. Anyway, on to round two. Okay, so this is a guest the sponsor round where I'm just going to read out some teams, give you the year, and all you need to do is tell me who the sponsor is. I'm going to start off with something I think you should know. Luton, 1994 to 1998. Mate, that's really tough, that is. Um, 94 to 98. I'm going to go for Universal Salvage Auctions, USA, the acronym. Is that correct? Well, all will be revealed at the end. That's a tough one, pal. That is really tough. Go on. Yeah. Napoli, 2013. Um... I'm going to say it's that lette, which is a milk, a dairy product in Italy, I believe. Oh, is it? Yeah, lette. So, God, just it's just a fountain of knowledge. Yeah, and the one on the back is Kimbo, which is a coffee product. So when you go to Naples, you'll see it everywhere in the cafes. Every all the like the crockery and the the you know the umbrellas and all that stuff says Kimbo on it. Cafe Kimbo. Wow. There you go. Legs of Kimbo. Legs. Yeah. Well. <laughs> West Ham, 2020. I've got this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bet, Betway. Okay. Queen's Park, 2017. Oh, that's uh, Iron Brew, I think. And then Palmeiras, 1996. 90... Fucking hell, mate. I'm going to know that. <laughs> the, one, the, one, the one at the moment is Crefisa, right? Which is, and that gets uh, you no points. It's a, te- it's a telecommunications company in Brazil. Uh... Oh, just easy. Yeah, so I'm told. <laughs> so I'm told, yeah. Uh, don't teach you that A level history, do they? Um, so yeah, and so they should. <laughs> I do you know what? I th- have a feeling it's Coca Cola. Okay, 
Okay, we'll go through them. Luton 1994 to 1998, you said USA. Yep. Spot on, by the oh. way. Absolutely yep. top draw. If that's the top draw, you've gone beyond the top draw. You're on the, the bit of the top of the draw where you keep your <laughs> aftershaves and, and candles, or that's where we keep our aftershaves and candles anyway. Um, you keep your savage up there, don't you? I do keep myself right, right next to me, Savage. So, yeah. I, do you um, know what? When I was a kid, I actually used to think that that was the USA sponsored Luton. And I asked my father a number of times, why does America sponsor Luton? And he eventually angrily told me to stop asking him that same question. So. Uh, now, now we know. <laughs> I mean, Luton is the America of England, so they say. So it makes sense. In some ways, it probably is, yeah. <laughs> Napoli 2013, you said Lette, absolutely spot on. Oh, what am I like? Pulled what? that one out. West yeah. Ham 2020, Betway, you knew that one. Queen's yeah. Park 2017, classic Iron Brew, you knew that one. I'll tell you what, you're doing well here. And then Palmeiras 1996 is probably the, one of the most iconic sponsors of the 90s, which is Parmalat. Oh, mate. Of course. Of course. Yet, yet another Italian dairy product. It is. There's Oh, yeah, there's a couple on it. Do you know what, though? I, I've never... The, the Parmalat story is crazy. How, like... Because there's a small... It's like a family-run business, or it was. I don't know. I don't even... Well, I think it's still carries on but and yeah so like the fact that then they managed to go across to obviously like brazil and south america and other and other clubs i always yeah i always yeah. find it really interesting boca juniors as well i think weren't they yeah boca juniors had parmalat for a bit i do have a print actually of some of the uh copa libertadores winners i don't know why oh that's a nice little thing yeah it's nice cfs cfs oh i have a little look for that i'm uh, yeah. decorating at the moment mate that's exciting Ooh. yeah get yourself they've got a lot of them on the website and uh, you can i've got a baggio one because I, I love baggio um so yeah there you go nice. so you got out of five you got four there which bumps your score right back up to five now if you said you got three on the first one two on this one you'd be saying you know what i'm doing well here doing well so here, i yeah. think doing i well. think half right you're doing really well wow i think wow. you're going to get more than six i do think you're going to get more than six which means that you'll be second out Best of four so i not can I, is, is top place out of question now? No, you can still get it. I just don't think you're capable, is what I'm you're trying to say. You're just confident in my ability. Yeah, no. I was at the start, but, you know, after the after the after not getting Parmalat for Palmeiras. <laughs> yeah. Silly. See, that, that, that kind of chat is all I need. That's all the motivation I need. Tell me I can't and I'll show you I will. Oh. And with that, we're going into more quickfire questions. Get on that quickfire question. Go on, get them answered. Back again with some more quick fire. I'm going to start off real quick. I absolutely hate novelty printing on shirts. Meal for two, 69 being the worst offender. Can you think of any more novelty printing faux pas that you absolutely hate? Anything um, at all? So I do remember going to an Arsenal game once that a guy had I ate Tottenham. Oh, yeah. It's just such a waste of a shirt. Why would you do that? Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? And the geezer actually looked like he'd eaten Tottenham as well. He was, he was oh, one of the last chaps. He's one of those guys where it's all stretched over his gut and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Look, we all come in different shapes and sizes. Nothing of wrong course with that. we do. Just, for me, that's not a look I want to go for. If I can avoid no. that, it's something I will do. So, and I can see that here because you are actually, you know, doing some bicep curls as we do this. <laughs> do this. It's quite off-putting, but um, you know, we we all strive for physical excellence. So we do, mate. It's, it's tough. You know, it's tough. Which football team have you watched and thought, twat, that was liquid football? 
Oh, seen in seen in real life. Yeah, seen in real life in the stand and thought, wow. So do you know what? I've seen a lot of good teams going away with Scotland and stuff, but I've always been really pissed. So to actually, like, actually to remember stuff mm. is really hard. So I've seen some of like the best players the last sort of 10 years or whatever. I've seen some of the best players in the world. I once saw Boca Juniors play Arsenal at the Emirates Cup and Raquel May was playing as well. Oh, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I remember none of it. <laughs> uh, I saw Brazil play Scotland at the Emirates. I remember none of that. Neymar was playing... One of his like early games for Brazil, I think. You'd only have three or four caps. Uh, so, mate, take your pick. Like, I've seen Germany. I've seen France. I've seen Italy twice. Uh, I've seen Belgium. But do you know what? Actually, I'll give you an example. One one thing I do remember in Brussels, in the, the King Badawan Stadium, or the King Bedouin Stadium, I think it's okay. called. It's, uh, it's the one that Andalek play, and it's the one of the Heysel disaster as well. It's that stadium. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah. And it's not a very nice stadium, actually. And the police are very... Uh, they're a bit hands-on. They're kind of friskiness and always kind of say it's a bit, it's a bit grim. Anyway, yeah. that aside, I don't remember the score, but I do remember a period in the game where Vincent Company, who was famously a centre-back, yes. did, a step over, did a step over in our box and set up an assist for the goal. I can't remember the goal score, <laughs> but for a centre-back to do a step over in your box, you know things are going pretty bad, right? Oh, yeah. If the, if the centre-off who would usually be moaning at other people for doing it feels confident enough to go, I can, I can, I can pull this off, and it's going to be fine. Box. Yeah, he in your that, box as well. That's taking the box, piss, yeah. isn't it? That's he was just a great player, and obviously capable of that. But yeah, that was. Quite it's not what you want to see, though, is it? A centre half just doing stepovers. Well, you do, and you don't. You know, it's kind well, of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? I saw a picture recently of a referee wearing hypervenom football boots. Do you agree? with referees wearing current boots or should they have to wear copper mundials and nothing else? And by nothing else, I mean no other style of boot. I don't mean refs wearing boots and naked. I don't want to see Kevin's friend. So <laughs> what do you, where do you stand on that? Um, so the Venom ones, I'm assuming are like the knitted ones that go up the heel, right? Oh no. So they're like, um, Oh, who wears hypervenoms? So Wayne Rooney was a famous hypervenom wearer. Neymar used to wear hypervenoms as well. So like right. quite flashy boots. But I just thought this referee was just like knocking about so in design, pro boots. It's a design thing. You think that they should be kind of... Yeah, I just think people. it's just strange. Yeah. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why, but I just think that referees just should be pure like when a referee gets the ball and does a couple of kickups i think oh, hold on you, you missed your chance you're obviously shite before let's not try and you know get yourself a call up now um, what do you think goes through your mind to become a referee what is the i never quite understood the mentality of that you have um an extremely over heightened ego like to be in control but you can't do it anywhere else other than a football pitch you think as you think yeah. that's what it is 100 percent, it's an ego thing massive mike dean prime example pure ego well, they have to be, I guess they have to be quite fit. So that is quite, um, you know, that's quite a, a respectable thing, you know, to be able to like, not compete yeah. with the players, but to be a, a level of fitness where you can run around and control the game or at least follow the game with these guys that do 15K in a match. I think that's quite admirable. Um, yeah, I, I would go, I would be traditional, mate. But then also like I would be, if there was some kind of new innovation where that kind of, protects them or allows them to like referee longer <laughs> extend their careers do you know what I mean? so you only get better at it you well be yeah better. if Kalina was still refing mate oh, the world would be a better place right so I'm surprised he was... doesn't do any of the like um 
He does, doesn't he? He's part of your APHIS oh, committee or something. I think he heads it, actually. I well, yeah. He's, he's and you won't want to be receiving end of that head, I can tell you. Yeah, exactly, mate. Big, big shiny bald head. What a okay. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if any of you don't know, Craig is bald. So we're allowed yeah. to say that. <laughs> Empoli or Lecce? Oh, good shout. I don't have an allegiance to either. And usually I would have most Italian teams I have some kind of affiliation for or have an affiliation for their rivals. Uh, but neither of those. I would go Lecce because they play in red and yellow like my uh, favourite Italian team, Giulianova. Perfect. Great answer. Who would you rather stand next to in a toilet cubicle, Joey Barton or Stephen Davis? Why inside the cubicle? Surely it's at your urinal, you mean? Why inside the cubicle? I mean, let's not have a pop at me, mate. I'm only asking questions. You know what I mean? well, yeah, but I, I need to understand the context, mate. So I can um, give you a right answer. Uh, urinal. I meant urinal. You meant urinal, just, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I just you, need to... Yeah, you, you swapped it out. So who are the two guys? At Joey, Joey Barton, Stephen Davis. Who would you rather stand next to? Oh, I don't know, really. It's a tough one. Sometimes, mate, when there's too many blokes around the urinals, I can't go. I do this. I walk out and walk back in again. And five minutes later, I've done struggle, it numerous yeah. gigs. And there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it as well. It's not because I'm shy. Sometimes it's fine. Other times I get a bit nervous and can't go. So yeah, I would, I would suggest that Joey Barton would be eyeballing me and putting me off. Whereas yes. Stephen Davis, he's got record caps for Northern Ireland and numerous appearances for Rangers. So. It, it would make sense to me to kind of feel aggrieved that I'd be standing next to him. And yet I think he would be quite a kind and considerate guy, avert his eyes, all yeah. that kind of thing. Just let me relax and then let me vacate my testes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it comes from the testes. I think it's bladder, isn't it? Good, good calling out. Mate. Good calling it out. This is how we learn, you see. What are you doing in the cubicle? Yeah. Well, we've, well, it's the urinal. It, it's the urinal, yeah. Um, okay. What footballer would you like to see play Alan Partridge in a remake? Uh, well, you need somebody that's... I mean, like, where, where are you going with this? You know, like, are you, are you looking for somebody that is kind of, like, arrogant and a bit kind of clumsy like Alan? Mm-hmm. Or are you looking for somebody that is an excellent actor like Steve Coogan that can pull this off? So somebody who's quite cerebral, intelligent, and quite a good kind of judge of characters. Uh, I'm going to go for neither of those and pick Harry Maguire. <laughs> I know it seems being the most versatile of actors, to be honest. So I'd just like to see him try it and try and do like the catchphrases and stuff. I think it'd be quite a funny meme. Yeah. I think it is more to do with him struggling through the role and yeah. that being the the um the humor rather than the actual you know the funny jokes it's just him i've caught myself on a spike yeah um, i mean he struggles through the role of center back so it'd be interesting <laughs> how he coats with a different type of role wouldn't it yeah no i agree eggs yakult own brand brown sauce kp nuts a plunger multivitamins dirty magazine which footballer do you think takes these items on holiday <laughs> <laughs> he takes them on holiday. Um, Neil Razor Ruddock. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> no need to go into he any reason. He brings his own plunger. He brings his own plunger just in case. Yeah, that one's not going to be enough. I can promise you. <laughs> Bielsa's knees or Sir Alex Ferguson's elbows? <laughs> What's wrong with Ferguson's elbows? He got tennis elbow or something. There's nothing wrong with them. I just assume with all oh, the, the telling off that they would be quite oh, well used. Good. And good. obviously Bielsa's knees are the strongest uh, thing known to man because that man has crouched for the last 40 years. But I assume that he sat on that bucket because he had issues with his knees. He couldn't stand up. I thought that's what... Oh, is that why? I assume oh. so. Yeah, I only assume. Oh. I haven't read anything. Yeah, that, that, that's one again for us to look up after the show. Yes. But well, uh, I, I, like the thought, I like the thought of telling off. So... If we're being practical about this, which I'm going to have to be, I think you've got Bielsa uses both knees to crouch, right? So yep. if he is, if he does have sore knees, that's plural. Whereas if Ferguson has received bad elbow from telling people off, that will invariably be done with one. Yes, hand. that's so true. We'll have one good elbow, so to speak. So I'd rather have one good elbow than two bad knees. I agree. Yeah. Finish this sentence. No, Mr. Gunnar Solskjaer, I do not want to smell your book of tactics <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean why would you why would you want to you never smell a man's book of tactics no it's more of a leaflet i'd imagine well judging by some of the way that they've been playing Pamphlet. a badly folded piece of a4 paper with one side used and the other yeah. side with mindless scrolls on it He's drawn Scholzgar, but with that S that he drew in school. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Loads of times. Ah, oh, yeah. Do you know what? The first person to discover that, I mean, not that it's a discovery, it's not like penicillin, but like if you, the first person to do that, what a legend. <laughs> Alexander Fleming, the discoverer of penicillin or the person about the S, you know. Well, it's, I mean, I know which one of his prefer, I, that have benefited me <laughs> in, in my life. Um, it, feels like the, it feels like the lad bible needs to do a five minute piece of content on the discoverer of that s shape don't they oh it's yeah very much up their alley isn't it you will not believe who drew the s first oh, yeah get yeah. it okay that brings us to the close of those quick fire questions and on to the final round which is where i give you the answer and then you have to tell me what the question is now there could be multiple answers but it's only the one i've got written down because like i say bit of a bastard so um <laughs> i just need to make that clear um are you ready to go into it mate i'm ready i'm more than ready here we go okay it's time for the final round this is round three the final round oh yeah robert hooth 2004 2005 2004 to 18, 18 to 19. Leroy Sane, 17 to 18, 18 to 19. Jens Lehmann, 2003 to 2004. Michael Ballack, 2009 to 10. And Andre Scherler, 2014 to 15. Uh, German Player of the Year. Okay. Next one. Hibernian of Scotland in the season 1955 to 1956. Uh, the first British team to play in the what was known as the European Cup. Okay. Norman Hook. So, no, I'm just, I mean, it's just my face. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Norman Hunter of Leeds United in 1974. 
the first person to get sent off in a FA Cup final, I'm going to go for. That's a, that's a pure guess. That's a great guess. Jarzinho, 1944. Chris Kamara, 1957. Gary McAllister, 1964. Rob Elliott, 1973. And Rob Edwards, 1982. Dates of birth of famous footballers. <laughs> Would I need to be more specific? I'd like a little bit more, potentially. Um, I mean, my answer is correct, in a way, by the sounds of it. Um, it is, but I need more. Oh, mate, that's tough, isn't it? Dates of birth of UEFA Cup winners. Okay. And then Otto Rehkal of Germany with Greece in 2004. The first foreign manager to win a European international trophy. A foreign, so foreign Ooh. from the team that wins the trophy, you know. Of course. Okay, we're going to go through them. Okay. And there's going to be a lot of me using a little bit of, um, what's the word I'm going to say? Cheating. Yes, for the want of a better word. We're going to go right. full full UEFA with it. So Robert Huth, Ilkay Gundogan, Leroy Sané, Jens Lehmann, Michael Ballack, Andre Schoeller. You said, was it the German player of the years? I believe so, yeah. It was actually the only German players to have won the Premier League. Now, I thought there'd be more than just six. I thought there'd be loads. That's quite good. But then when you think, like, not many... A lot of them play within the Bundesliga, right? That is They're true, not, actually, yeah. Aren't they like English players where they don't, like, Italian players are similar, they don't export very well? No, yes, yeah, Spanish players do that. tend to. Um, French players do. French, yeah, Brazilian, a lot of the South American footballers. Yeah. I think it's probably because those leagues, stereotypically, I've always thought La Liga was a shite league, and that's why the stats of Messi and Ronaldo are so unbelievably good when they're, at, they're in Barcelona and Real Madrid, because oh. it is a fucking bad league but um i tend yeah, to I... think that's just because they're really good mate i think <laughs> they still do it in that another league i don't yeah. think i really don't think that um trying to think of a good example i don't think that andy cole could walk into la liga and do what they did just because the league is poor maybe yeah and yeah i think there'll be a lot of players who probably have tried to go actually well gareth bale he did really well at Real Madrid until he decided to, you know, work on his swing. Um, but yeah, potentially. Hibernian of Scotland in the season 1955 to 1956. Now, you, what did you say? What was your exact words? I, I said that they were the first British team to play in the European Cup. So they aren't, but they are the first British team to get to European Cup semi-final. So who was the first British team to enter the European Cup then? No idea. Oh, uh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, so what I'm going to do on that basis, because I've done horrifically bad research, I will, I'll give you the point. I'll give you the point for that. That's generous of you. But I think like at the time, the, the tournament was probably only sort of quarterfinals, semifinals and the final. Yeah. So I, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, Norman Hunter of Leeds United in 1974. First player to get sent off in an FA Cup final, you said, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. But it was so. actually the first player to win the PFA Player of the Year award. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Norman bites your legs, Hunter. That's why. Yeah, classic. I remember my, uh, do you know, I don't know if anyone else who's listening to this had this experience. Probably not, especially not the way that I'm going to tell it. But, um, <laughs> but that makes it sound really weird, but it's not. Um, when I was younger, my um, 
my dad used to like sing to me when I was a kid. So he just okay. used to like sing and it was all football songs. So he used to sing me a Leeds United football song. I have no yeah. idea why. So I know a lot of the Leeds United players from the 70s based on okay. this one song. Um, like Glasher Lorimer and obviously we all know Billy Bremner and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, Eddie Gray, like a lot of Leeds. I've got a real fond connection with Leeds United of the 70s for right. no reason whatsoever other than my dad sang me songs with it. So. so on behalf of the listeners, I think they're all sitting there asking the question, will Nathan sing the song? No. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> maybe next week. Um, Jarzinho... 1944, Chris Kamara, 1957, Gary McAllister, 64, Rob Elliott, 1973, and Rob Edwards, 1982. They're all footballers born. And that's that. No, I'm joking. It was all footballers <laughs> born on Christmas Day. Ah, uh, see, I went, I, when you read out Chris Kamara's mm. name, my answer about winning the UEFA Cup was ridiculous in hindsight. <laughs> but, and I'm not sure Jazinho ever played in, in <sighs> Europe. Um, Probably not. Uh, I don't know actually again again there some knowledge has been exchanged on this podcast yes a lot of kind of questions remain unanswered don't they they do they do yeah um and finally Otto Rekal of Germany with Greece in 2004 you were spot on it's exactly right first foreign manager to win the European Cup well with the Europe yeah Europe what's it called the Euros yeah, a European trophy. European yeah, and trophy. that counts. I tried to be as open as I could because I thought you were going to fuck me over on this. To be honest, no, so. no, 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 don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm always about giving the points. Um, so you got two there, which means that you're on seven, which puts you in second place already. Definitely. Come on, the boys. Here we Who's go. Now, come on. This is unbelievable. And now we're into the last one of quickfire questions. Okay. And I can feel everyone thinking, I want more questions. You get more. I always say this. Whatever you want, you get. And here we go. Bang straight into it. Get on that quick fire question. Go on, get them answered. Which goal made you think, shit, did you see that? He must have a foot like a traction engine. Uh, James McFadden, Paris, 2008, I think it was. I was there and just fucking hell. I it. <laughs> think it's going nowhere and then all of a sudden it's in the goal and you're like shit it's gone in uh, you didn't even have feeling. to think about that yeah it's a good feeling do you think you would have saved Maradona's hand of God goal uh, I would have I would have let him score it I love the man I'd have okay. let him do it I like what he did there as well what I love about what he did in that game was he cheated scored a cheating goal yeah. And then after that, just to show everyone how good he was, he scored the best goal there's ever been in a World Cup. Yeah. So what you've got is the like the, the flaws and the highs of that man in that same game. Um and he, he fucked over England as well, which I like too. So. Well, I mean, there's always a silver lining. Um yeah. I think I would have, and I would like to say it's the only time karma has worked in reverse. And it's the only time ever for everything Shilton has done post that incident, I think has been directly related to that incident and it's it's the world saying well i knew what you were going to do in the future so here's you suffering yeah. on the most on the highest of stages there's a lot of kind of post like i don't know what you call it but like he he justifies the action doesn't he in his book i don't know if you've read his book about the 86 world cup oh no um he just kind of justifies it on the basis that of of what the English did to the Argentinian kids in the Falklands and all this kind of stuff. Like, say, obviously his country invaded the islands. Yeah. Um, 
and but his kind of perception of it was was that the British army was like a professional army that came in and butchered these boys and that was his kind of mentality and that's how he used to justify it kind of thing so I think that's the kind of guy he is he always needed an enemy didn't he and I think he yeah. was his enemy in that game so scoring both those goals could have must have been like so satisfying for him yeah yeah, I thought you meant Shilton was saying that in his book. No, and I thought Richard, what a strange. <laughs> I thought Shilton's going off on one ear a bit, isn't he? No. Talking about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. This uh, yeah, yeah. Shilton, mate, calm down. Um, it's Maradona's book. It's right, well yeah, worth the reading. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This one you're going to answer straight away. Hamden or Wembley? Uh, Wembley, mate. I don't oh. think Hamden's a very good ground. Um, okay. It's a ball lake to get to, or as is Wembley, in fairness. Um, but it's just, it's not that great a ground. Like there was talk that they were going to like demolish it and start again. Um, I think they're going to re, I think COVID's fucked it now, but I think they bought it off Queen's Park, didn't they? And they're going to renovate it along the lines of what Stuttgart did with their ground. So they took an old bowl shaped ground with a running track. They got rid of the running track, lowered the pitch, and added in fans closer to the action. So when you're okay. there, you are really, really far away. Um, so it has like there's a lot of history there and all that kind of stuff you know similar to Wembley like you leave it in Wembley because there's so much history there but ideally yeah. you want the England Stadium to be more accessible so whether that's in the middle of the country or whether it's in a better place in London because it's not easy to get to that place Leicester uh, Leicester Leicester mate they were going right to build in the centre they were going to build it in Luton for a little while there was uh, oh really was, well I think Luton were trying to make that happen you know they were trying to make it you know, yeah, got all these great transport links. Make it Luton. So it used to be like these, uh, what do you call them? It's like mock-ups in the back of the paper for a few weeks. Of like, this is how it's going to look. New Wembley <laughs> outside Luton and stuff like that. You just um, think not not happening. I was about seven or eight at the time, so I was quite excited about it. But uh, yeah, mate, I'd go for Wembley. It's a better stadium, um, and also it's you know any Scotland game where you can beat England at Wembley is going to be sweeter, right? So um, yeah. Yeah, that's where my head's at with that one. Have you ever wore a Stone Island jacket to a football game and felt, even for a small moment, like an extra in Green Street or the Football Factory? Uh, uh, yes, I have. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. Although I might have thought, might have thought I was one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, bouncing about a bit, going, "Fuck it, I am really hard. I'm actually scaring myself yeah. a bit." Guys, look at. Hang on a minute. Look at me. I'm wearing a Stone Island jacket. Look at me with all those guys. I'm really hard. There's loads of us as well. We're really hard. Yeah. All of us together. Mob-handed. Yeah. Would you rather England win the World Cup or Rangers win the Champions League? That's, do you know what? That's actually an easy one. It's Rangers win the Champions League, so it's good for Scottish football. England winning the World Cup is good for nobody. No, I'd, 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 I'd <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's good for no one, not a single person. Your face, look at that. <laughs> Have you ever came loose in a pair of football shorts? Uh, like Alan, uh, in in older pairs where the lining has perished. Yes, I have. <laughs> 4G. Well, we all pop out every so often. 4G or proper grass? Uh, well, I don't. I haven't played football for a long time, and I never really played it much, so I wasn't very good. But when I did play five aside, that 4G stuff—the little black balls that get in your flat afterwards are oh, pain. Fucking everywhere. So I'd rather go for grass. And also, like if you fall over on that stuff, it's it hurts, doesn't it? So it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Line of Duty is back on the telly. 
So tell me, who is your back line of duty? Four players, left back, centre back, centre back, right back. Go throughout history. Who's your best that you like? Not the best players, but players you like. So Maldini's in there for sure. Yep. Uh, Chiellini, because I really like him. Okay. No, not Intelligent sure. man as well, apparently. So I'm is told. he really? Yeah, okay. business degree and all that sort of stuff. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Uh, if he's really intelligent, have a degree in history like me, but... Uh, <laughs> I had them handing them out in Sheffield, aren't they? They're just handing them out. <laughs> <laughs> They're at Hallam, mate. Not ah, really. Sorry, um, of. So I, <laughs> I would go for Maldini at left back because I love Maldini, part of that amazing Milan team. I would go Chiellini because I think he's an old school defender. He's won a lot. Um, he can pass a bit as well. He's a good player, I think. Like, I know yep. Bonucci gets all the all the plaudits for his kind of long-range passing and stuff like that, but I like Chiellini. Um, so now I've got a right-back. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? It's a tough one. I'm going to pick, because of the period, right? There was a period where Alan Hutton was absolutely sensational. You're not. Where Rangers did that run to the UEFA Cup and for Scotland in that period, I think it was around 2008, just before Tottenham bought him, mm-hmm. where he was unbelievable. He was so, so good. And then he went to Tottenham and it sort of unraveled and the, the truth came out. But Tottenham had already paid their £9 million for him by then. Well, but I would have him in his day, a 2008 Alan Hutton, I would have him in that run up to the UEFA Cup final they were doing. I thought it was fucking brilliant. So mm-hmm. I would choose him. I've got a final centre back, haven't I? Yeah. Uh, this is a tough one. I am going to go. <laughs> I I mentioned Carvalho earlier. I like a centre back that upsets people and gets in your face a bit. You're the type of yeah. guy that will pick you up by your armpit hair kind of thing, like yeah. pinch your ass when you're coming up for a corner and stuff like that. Like I, I like that kind of centre back. So I'm gonna go for him. So that's cool. So we've got. Maldini, Chiellini, Carvalho and Alan Hutton Alan Hutton, yes yeah, the maddest thing is one, I said that Jordan party. I mean, well, yeah <laughs> Jordan Henderson I said the other week that Jordan Henderson would be on my Mount Rushmore of footballers and I thought that might be the most ludicrous statement that's made on this podcast but, you know, been topped today with that one So it's all, it's all about opinions, mate, you know what I mean? and that's what we, we like the reason for it, it's just boring me telling you it's, oh yeah, Danny Alves because he's so good like, good, yeah yeah, yawn, mate, yawn. People yawn. are going to listen. You want opinions. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Favourite Arsenal footballer? Oh, that's a tough one. So I actually grew up an Arsenal fan. Um, mm-hmm. I, oh, it's, it's very close, but I think I didn't write eight on one of my away shirts as a kid, but I do think I'd have to pick Burkamp. Yeah, sensational. I used to draw, One of the best. draw him a lot when I was a kid as well. I used to like drawing Dennis Burkamp in his shirt and that his big forehead. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. But um, <laughs> yeah, Dennis Burkamp, mate, for me. What a, no, what a great buy and a transformative transfer for the North London club. Yes, uh, I would say one of the most important signings the Premier League has seen in terms of what it meant. Wenger and Bergkamp, that's it, changed it. Something went then in, in the Premier League for me. Of course, um, Bruce Bruce Rick was the man that signed him though. Yeah, um, a lot of people like because he had a bit of a poor style at Inter. He, he did well in the Europa League, I think, scored a few in there because he was bought with another Dutch player and I can't remember who that was. Okay. And they... And they both didn't do too well. And then he went to Arsenal. 
and uh that been Aaron yeah. Winter I wonder is it Aaron Winter I can't remember there was another Dutch player I think they signed two him and somebody else around about the same okay. time again unanswered questions on this podcast and then, but we leave people wanting more they're like oh, yeah. I need to know and I'm like well come back next week you might find out <laughs> and then your final question in the whole of this which is probably my favorite of this week you find yourself the chairman of a top flight football club however you're on a bit of a losing streak what do you do a sack your manager even though he's just won you two promotions expected result in your next game is a 5-0 defeat b do nothing your manager used to play for barcelona expected result you'll be the fourth best team in london just or c you hypnotize the opposition's team captain to kill his own goalkeeper expected result is three points however later on you're probably going to be done for conspiracy to murder I would engage with celebrity hypnotist Paul McKenna or De- or Darren Brown, one or the other, whoever is available, mm-hmm. and then also convince them that should I enter into any legal difficulties, um, that they will be there for me and that will be part of the fee, part of the contract, etc. So that's so what I do. Mate. Yeah, so you're going kill kill the captain. Yeah, well, not kill. It's uh, you know someone else is doing it. You know, I'm paying someone to do it. Conspiracy. Yeah, so that's fine then. Yeah, that's 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 quite a simple one for me. Really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's straightforward. I mean, you are at least three points next game, so <laughs> and that's I what mean, matters, right? You're that's what matters. The last game, and if you need the three points, you need the three points. Exactly. That brings us to the end of the quick fire questions. Now, what I'm hearing is people in the background. There's little mutterings of people going, "I want one more little question," and I'm like, "Well, I'll give it. To you. I don't worry about it." I'm going to give it to you. You know what I mean? Don't have to shout. Crikey. And this brings us on to the mystery guest round, which what I do is I bring somebody in to be a mystery guest who asks a question. And you have been that yourself for me. So I do thank you for that. I'll tell you now. Thank you. Probably. And what I've done this week is I have gone to the football shirt guys. Josh over at the football shirt guys has sent me in a question. Josh, can you take it away, please? Hi, Craig, mate. It's Josh from the Football Shit Guys here. Now, Scotland last were at the World Cup in 1998. I want you to tell me, who were the top three players that year in the Ballon d'Or rankings? That is right. Josh has brought a question that I think is one of my favourite ones because I'm an absolute Ballon d'Or nerd. Uh, I absolutely love it and I've studied it meticulously. And if it ever came up on pointless, I'd get three pointless answers. No questions asked. So the question was, what were the top three players in the 1998 Ballon d'Or? Talk me through your workings. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I tell you what, it's a good question. It's a good question. Mm. Um, so I'm going Ronaldo, R9. Is this in uh, order? Oh, does it need to be in order? Yeah. I'll do it in order. I'll decide. I'll, no, no, I'll decide afterwards. Give me your three and then we'll see. I will do it in order. So I think it is Ronaldo. Okay. I am considering placing Zidane, but I'm concerned that it might be a bit too early for Zidane. Okay. Um, so I... Oh, this is a tough one. I also have a feeling Trezeguet might be in this as well. Uh, or Anelka. Alondor. Might be... Oh, I... All right, let's wrap this up. Look, so I'm going to go for <laughs> Ronaldo. I don't want to keep you waiting too long, mate. No, don't worry. Ronaldo. It builds suspenders. Don't worry about it. 
Sorry, suspense. Um, Sorry. Suspense. I am going for Ronaldo. I'm going to go for Zidane. And I think there'll be some kind of like weird wild card in there. Um, mm-hmm. I bet you it's somebody silly like Alan Shearer or uh, Ryan Giggs. I might go for Ryan Giggs. Okay. Yeah. Let's see if you're right. Josh, let us know how he's done. Mate, you need to go back to school. How are you not getting Davo Suka? I have to say, I'm disappointed. The correct answers were, of course, Zidane, Suka and Ronaldo. Yes, yeah, so unfortunately, you got two players right in the wrong order. And you were right, there was a wild card, but it was Zidane who won it, uh, the greatest Ooh. footballer to ever live. Okay. Davo Suka second and it was R9 Ronaldo third. Big Davo so, above Ronaldo. That's sad, isn't I it? I know, it's crazy. But I mean, Ronaldo got, you know, he did win it eventually. Um, yeah. But yeah, Zidane won it in 1998. And I think he won it with the least amount, well, obviously from like an attacking player, like the least amount of goals and assists. I think he got like five goals, four assists because that was when football mattered if you were actually really good at football and didn't just bag, you know, 50 goals a season. So, um, not a points game, is it? It's a- no. It's about creativity. So was he at Juventus at that stage? Yeah, right? Juventus. Right. Uh, he should have won it again, but he headbutted somebody. Uh, people always think that he only headbutted one person. He didn't. He was a cereal butter, um, <laughs> like an angry goat. So he, yeah, he, um, he, he did. He did numerous. Uh, well, two. That is numerous. It's a number. Who, it's two. Who's so, the other person he headbutted? Then Matteo I can't remember, but it was at Juventus, and it was during a Champions League game, I think. And he should have won it in. I don't know, 2000 maybe. And yeah, he, he had put it another person. But yeah, for me, I'll always say it and I will more than happily die on the hill that Zinedine Zidane is the greatest footballer to ever live. Happy to die on that hill. More Fair than happy. It's, it's, a, it's a valid argument. I'm, I'm not going to contest it. Thank you very much. Most people do. Um, so <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. But that brings us to the end of the podcast. And I'm going to do a little bit of totting up of the scores. Okay. And I do believe that you got seven out of a possible fifth 20. So that does put you in second place on the leaderboard. So I didn't get any more points after the... Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? I thought I had a good yeah. chance there. No, so you got... Second, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a medal, isn't it? It's, it's do you know what? It is, yeah. It's commendable. Uh, you've, done, you've done well there, considering two people got six. You've obviously now got you know, the seven points and Dan is absolutely striding away with 11. 11 um, points. It's a good score. What I want to say is a big thank you for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. The floor is yours. Plug something, tell me something. It's uh, your yeah, turn to mate, speak. All, what all you want to say? Me is just listen to the podcast, share the podcast, um, tell a friend. That's it really. And what is the name of your podcast to find it on Spotify? If people were to look. It's called Football Kit Memories an absolute pleasure thank you for joining me and i'm sure i'll see you soon nice one nathan thanks a lot mate no problem so goodbye everyone stay safe and that is it big thanks to the guest as always and don't forget to share this with your friends take care goodbye